Hey, hey, you're listening to the Let's Heal Already podcast for the sometimes impatient, sometimes cranky person doing some healing. And I'm your host, JR. I'm an author, actor, and speaker from Far Rockaway, New York. And on this podcast, you'll hear me cover ground on a variety of topics from mental wellness and emotional literacy to blackness to masculinity and femininity, to ending misogyny and patriarchy, to last but not least, bisexuality and ending sexual shame. I'm going to be talking about the gifted kid syndrome, gifted kid burnout discourse. (laughs) So basically, gifted kid syndrome is like when you grow up in elementary school, middle school, high school, and you've been told a large part of your academic journey that you were gifted or that you were smart or that you're really good at this thing. And so some of the effects of it are perfectionism and anxiety and depression, especially when you get to college and you are surrounded by other kids who have been told that they are gifted, other kids who have based their entire self-esteem upon being better than other kids, being smarter than other kids. And you get to college and you're kind of in for a rude awakening because, you know, everybody here is a gifted kid or smart. A lot of gifted kids report always feeling competitive about learning, always feeling competitive about academics and how their relationship to learning and school is just not really very healthy. I struggle with talking about this because like I definitely was or yeah, was a gifted kid and was taught in like elementary school, middle school, and high school too. Oh, you're just so smart. We don't have to worry about you, blah, blah. But then at the same time, and I'm going to go more into my experience later on in the video, but at the same time, I don't know, like it just feels, it kind of feels wrong to talk about this because obviously this is my experience, this is the experience of many people, but what about the kids who we were told that we're smarter than or we're better than? A lot of people have been told that they were stupid from very early on and so that really, really destroyed their self-confidence and also their relationship with reading or applying themselves academically. While I do think it is very important to talk about the gifted kid syndrome, and I will get into that a little bit later in the video, I think that before I go forward, I really have to talk about these kids that were always taught that they were stupid, or these kids that always were taught that they're not valuable, that they have behavioral problems or learning problems, like they just cannot learn math, or they just cannot get this, or they just cannot get that, and just inherently they are just dumb or whatever. I think that we all learn in different ways and there's always going to be something that some of us don't know that all of us don't know and some things that will take us some extra work to understand i wish we were all given the time to go from oh i don't understand how this works to that light bulb moment of oh this is how it works and given the grace and the patience and not stigmatized not failed in classes and you know like I grew up in the 90s I grew up when like it was all about no child left behind standardized testing yeah like if you couldn't perform then you were nothing you were what was bringing the entire school average down I can't imagine that pressure as kids you don't have the mental capacity to really handle all of that all of that stress and reading about this stuff and thinking about it kind of helps me understand more why a lot 
lot of people don't like reading, why a lot of people don't like to learn things that they don't know, because for some of us, or a lot of us, most of us, when we are first in these academic environments, there's just so much pressure and there's so much stigma around getting things wrong or learning or not knowing something. And like, I think for a lot of people, feeling dumb is like one of the worst feelings in the world. And when I'm saying this, I'm just kind of like reminded of the artist No Name and also myself. No Name has really educated herself on capitalism and socialism and abolition. And she's done so by reading these heavily academic texts. When I read those things, they make me feel really, really dumb. And it's not a good feeling. And she talks about how some of them make her feel dumb and also talks about how she didn't go to college. I don't know. It just reminded me of all of that. And it just doesn't feel good to feel like you don't know something. What a lot of people do is that they just shut down and they just don't read anything or they don't read things that challenge them. It's just, is capitalism got us all by the neck because it's like a lot of us, our relationship with learning has to do with what we're going to produce in the real world. I'm not going to waste my time learning this if I'm not going to come out of this with a seven-figure salary. I'm not going to waste my time learning this if it does not secure me a job or an internship which will lead to a job or blah, blah. And so like, yeah, a lot of people don't like to learn. <laughs> a lot of people are not curious and it's sad, man. But a lot of people are curious and I think a lot of you who watch me every week are curious about learning, are doing your own work and, you know, that kind of gives me a bit of hope, if you will. But yeah, back to my experiences. So yeah, I think back to elementary school and middle school and I think that a lot of the reasons why I was achieving what I was was because the ways that I coped with aspects of my childhood was by creating fantasy worlds in my head and also reading about fantasy worlds. And in school, reading is praised. In school, like paying attention and writing down notes and things like that and like listening is praised. Other types of learning are not. So for the most part, it was easy for me to like sit in a class and like listen and just kind of remember what my teachers would say. Concepts are like my thing when it comes to like things like facts. What year did this happen or how many people were at this thing? I'm kind of like, Ugh. I have to work hard at remembering that stuff but when it comes to like things like concepts very very easy for me for the most part so i didn't really study throughout elementary school middle school high school in general i didn't really study unless it was a big test like a regents in in um, high school in general i didn't really study like that i didn't really apply myself is kind of what i'm saying and so by the time that i got to college when i really had to apply myself that was not fun. That was one of the hardest experiences that I have had in my life. It was very, very humbling. I went to a very good uh, college. I went to a big science school and I was surrounded by people who were going to be doctors and nurses who were the valedictorians at their school and things like that. We had these grading systems curves. So just because you got an 80, that doesn't mean that it is an 80. It might actually be like a lot higher or it might be a lot lower depending on 
what everybody else got. So there's that like competitiveness. It's like, well, what did you get? Oh, I have to be better than you because of the curve and blah, blah. That did a number on my self-esteem because my whole life I had thought of myself as like, oh, I'm just so smart and it just comes so easy to me. And things weren't coming easy to me. And I was having to study for the first time in my life. And even with the studying, I still was doing really poorly. That was really, really hard. I had to develop a study schedule for the first time. I had to be disciplined for the first time. And that was kind of like the first time, generally speaking, where I was like acutely aware of sort of like my mental health issues. And when I was in college in like 2012, mental health was not discussed in the same way that it is now. So I didn't really know that I was battling with mental health stuff. I just thought like, oh my God, I'm just so stupid. <laughs> like, oh, it's my fault. That's kind of like how I felt in college. And then toward the very, very end, things had gotten like progressively worse with my mental health. So eventually I had started going to like therapy on campus and stuff like that. But once again, I had no idea about like the mental health world whatsoever. That was crazy. And I didn't have a very good experience with my first therapist, but that's a whole other video. Thinking back to like elementary school and middle school and even high school, it's so weird like because being a gifted kid kind of meant that I kind of had some sort of like safety in certain aspects because in my middle school especially and that was kind of when a lot of the external pressures from people was like the worst around like me being feminine that school was divided into gifted kids in ALI and SP that's what they uh grouped us as y'all go to school in this section of the school and people who are not gifted kids y'all go to school in this whole other section of the school I'm just thinking about this now and it just sounds crazy to me as an adult but yes being in ALI and SP in middle school really in a lot of ways did sort of like it felt like it shielded me in a lot of ways from some of the more aggressive or outright or vocal people who were antagonistic toward me because at least in ALI and SP even though you know everybody was homophobic and anti anti-feminine boys a lot of them just weren't as vocal about it so it would be a lot more subtle remarks or it would be attitudes that just they wouldn't say out loud. So for me, that just felt better than being like verbally um, antagonized or physically antagonized. And then also I kind of like became like a class clown. Child, I was a mess. And so if you had class with me, you probably liked me because I would make people laugh. And that was just kind of something that I developed being funny to make people laugh, to kind of forget about the fact that I was bi and feminine. That provided like a certain level level of like safety or security or like oh these people like me because I'm funny at least but if you didn't have class with me then it was still like Ugh, like this feminine gay guy like yuck so yeah there's that and then yeah there was an experience like toward the end of my middle school where I got kicked out of ALI and SP because I was a class clown and so now I was in classes with like the rest of the school regular kids whatever right that experience it kind of showed me like it gave me a tiny little glimpse of like wow like you really get a sense from these teachers that they think that these kids are stupid like and incapable of learning being funny kind of helped again once again like it was like even if at first when I came into that set of side of the school or, or certain classes even if it was like ew what the if I had class with you, you probably were going to think that I was funny or nice or, or something like that. But yeah, middle school was not a fun experience. This That was not a fun time for me. 
it's wild being an adult and seeing things a bit more clear and how standardized testing works, how schools get funding, how schools get pressured by the government, by the state to perform a certain way and how administration, how teachers have to or do now take it out on the kids and make them perform in certain kinds of ways. So you have a lot of adults who do not have critical thinking skills, who do not like learning, who do not like reading, who do not like challenging themselves, who do not like feeling stupid, who think that it is okay to treat people who are stupid like pieces of like discard them and it's one thing to be like stupid and harm people it's one thing to be ignorant and harm bisexual people one thing to be ignorant and have all of this negative bias toward bisexual people bisexual men it's a whole other thing when you just don't know about something that's kind of inconsequential or something that a lot of people know about but you just don't know about or don't understand for example something like credit so just because i don't understand everything there is to know about credit that doesn't mean you should just talk down to me and treat me like it's not harming somebody that's kind of what i'm getting at and like it's the distinction between how we treat people who we think are intelligent and how we treat people who we think are stupid incapable of learning or just don't know something and once again it goes back to like well is this actually harming somebody is this literally harming somebody that they don't know because if it's harming me and i treat you like you're stupid then you know that's what it is you're harming me i don't give but is this thing harming somebody? No, it's not harming nobody. So, so why are you talking down to them? You could just like tell them or tell them to read this book, tell them to watch a YouTuber. I guess I'm just talking about like how frustrating it is, like how people praise what they consider intelligence and how they shun what they consider stupidity. And it's like that binary thinking, like that, that white or black thinking, right? You're one or the other. If you're intelligent, you're deserving of kindness and respect and rights and dignity. If you're stupid, then you're not deserving of any of this stuff. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, let me know what y'all experiences with school dynamics, with learning with gifted kids syndrome if you had it i want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the let's heal already podcast to be clear i'm not advocating for an emotionally intelligent patriarch or for more men to begin and end their work at feeling comfortable painting their nails, wearing dresses, or expanding what falls under the fold of masculinity. Similarly, I do not want to be a highly efficient, well-adjusted worker under capitalism, which is often the aim of Western therapy models. I am calling for the system to be abolished. That system is imperialist, cis-heterosexist, white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchy. Please leave a rating or review on the platform you use to listen to this podcast and feel free to share this with your friends. Donation to show support can be made at J-R-Y-U-S-S-U-F on Venmo.